Hola, hello. Thank you for tuning into Mujeres in the Know. Hello, everyone. I hope you are healthy and well. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. You may be thinking, wow, this voice sounds different. Well, it is. My name is Dr. Melissa Uriegas, the dentist of Uriegas Dentistry in McAllen, Texas. I'm happy to serve as special guest host for Natalie, and I'm so excited to bring to you a new episode for season four. For this episode, we have such an exceptional lady. Her name is Mrs. Diana Garza Farias, the Executive Director for the RGV Literacy Program. Ms. Farias is going to talk to us about so many amazing things, what she does, the things she's gone through throughout her life, and how she has changed the shape of the RGV with the RGV Literacy Program. So let's go ahead and bring Diana in. Let's ask her some questions, get to know her better. Are you all ready? Here we go. Ms. Diana, can you share with us a little bit about your upbringing? Where were you born? Where were you raised? What was your family life like? Melissa, my upbringing happened in um, Santa Elena, Texas. I was born and raised there. I grew up in a school, San Isidro Elementary School, and then high school all in one. I was raised by a single parent. My mom uh, raised six of us, and I was the oldest girl. And there was one boy, my oldest brother. My upbringing, I think, shaped who I am. Uh, a migrant, we would migrate to different places with my mom, help do a lot of things and work hard. And that was it. That was our upbringing, working hard. What motivated you to enter the world of giving back, being a part of the community? Can you share with us the moment that you knew you wanted to be a part of the RGV Literacy Center or be a part of educating adults? Okay, well, when I, I used to be a principal uh, at Buckner Elementary School, and then I became the early childhood uh, Head Start principal. I worked with so many adults uh, helping their children. And at that time, I saw a need. I saw a need and we did start a classroom during school time while the children were going to school. We were connecting them to the classroom too. Teachers were helping out during their lunch period or in the afternoons, in the evenings, you know, when the children were being tutored. There was a need. I felt the adults wanted to learn too, not just the children. And they wanted to be able to help their, you know, their children read to them, be able to read to them, be able to help them with their homework. And they couldn't because they were illiterate. And that to me was like, a big no no you know we've got to be able be able to help them and uh, we did we started there and then later on met our founders dr michaels and mrs michaels and they they pretty much helped me get the the literacy center going and we're still even through the pandemic been very hard to you know keep it going but we're still here we have been in operation since 2006 helping one student at a time what is the rgv literacy center where is it located? How did it originate? What does it mean to you? What do you think it means for the community? Uh, the community, every community is in need of this service. Every community. We have online classes right now because of the pandemic, of course, uh, from La Jolla to uh, we have people from Progreso, from Mercedes, from Westlaco, Donna, Alamo, Far. We are, our office is located on uh, uh, 1005 West Gore and people come in to register or they go online to register. Our services are for 18 year olds and older and these students want to be there. They want to make 
a difference. They have a goal. We do ask them what their goal is, what they want to do. Take GED, take ESL, take citizenship, take computers. You know, they have choices to educate themselves. What is the RGB Literacy Program or the RGB Literacy Center? The RGB Literacy Center is focused on getting adults 18 and older to read. They can't even pick up an application to apply for a job. We help them with that. After they get their GED, we usually try and get them um, signed up for scholarships, little scholarships to get them into college. That's our goal, getting them into college, uh, whichever, you know, whatever they choose to be. Uh, it might be going into a medical field or going into a restaurant management job. We've had different people that have gotten different positions and they started from scratch. They didn't know English. They started with their English. Then they went to their GD. They got their GD. And then they got placement to go into a readiness, career readiness, which we have that also. We don't have counselors. We don't have social workers. We have interns from the colleges. We've had interns from um, Texas A&M. My husband's in my alma mater, Texas A&I. <laughs> The, the interns help in many different ways. They help with recruiting volunteers, recruiting students. They help tutor students for GD with their subject that they want to help out in. Very talented individuals uh, that started many different programs for us uh, last year, when uh, before the pandemic, really in 2019, and then went into 2020, right when the pandemic started. That's when they started, and so they were there with us to help us a whole lot and get through some of the hardships. Very good volunteers helping us to achieve our success. Well, thank you for explaining that to us. What do you enjoy the most about being involved with the RGB Literacy Center? I think mainly when you see the successes, when you see the successes for the students, when you, you watch them grow, you know, they get their GD and they're excited. They got their first exam out of the way and then they get their second and then they get third and then they get their fourth. Both my husband and I were elementary and high school principals and that in itself helped me enjoy what I'm doing. He's very career oriented. He helps out. He's the go-to <laughs> go guy and just leading, leading people, leading them with best intentions to help them out and accomplish their goals in a business world or in their own profession that they want to go into. You talked a little bit about how you were a principal that you worked in an elementary school. How many years were you um, working in the school districts with children? How long after you were working with children did you make the move to working with adults? Did you retire? Did you take some time off, go to the beach, go to Hawaii somewhere fun, and then come back and just decide to, to start doing this? Or what motivated you to do this? Okay, well, while I was teaching really in the early years, right, and then became an assistant and then became a principal, um, those times were good times trying to organize myself what I wanted to do. And so I got involved with several organizations. DKG was one of them, uh, Delta Kappa Gamma. And I have a lot of sisters there that have been very um, helpful in just being there for me and for for each other. The students that I had were pre-K five. For two years, they changed the school from an all pre-K five to a sixth grade camp. And I was the assistant principal there. And I saw the same things that I was seeing with the, the younger kids. Parents were there 
for these sixth graders. A lot of parents, okay? But there was a lot of parents still that could not read or write or be able to sign their little X because they couldn't write. They couldn't fill out a, a form, an application form to get a job. Learning with Region 1 and the learning, a learning grant that they allowed us to work with, I started working with that and it helped a whole lot. But most of my time was spent uh, with early childhood because that was my degree in early childhood and uh, bilingual and so forth. A lot of it stemmed from who was raising these kids and they needed help. And I saw the need there. Being that I did not learn to read till I was officially probably a good book in fifth grade. And I had a lot of good teachers, Ms. Sotila Garza, Ms. Montalvo. They're both gone, of course, you know, may they rest in peace. But there was a lot of good mentors, Mr. Science, uh, Mr. Uh, Cardona. He's now in, in San Antonio, I believe. There was a lot of good people helping me. I don't think that it was said, you know, you're dyslexic or you this, but I managed to get through it. You know, I managed to get the help I needed. And then once I started reading, the world was my, felt like I was going into places and doing the things that I wanted to do. Thank you for sharing that. That's really inspirational. You know, sometimes when things are tough, we don't get up and we and we don't move forward, but you definitely have. It's really an inspiration. Thank you for sharing that with us. So with all of this, over the years, it sounds like you're a really busy woman. Being an executive director of a nonprofit organization, the RGV Literacy Center, you wear many hats. Is there any way that you can tell us what we, the listeners, can do to connect with you and help the RGV Literacy Center? Usually when when I meet a person, we connect, we connect, and uh, that's where the partnership begins. And um, in your case, Melissa, your mom brought us together. I've known your mom for a while, Linda Uriegas, and uh, she's a volunteer with us. She helps in any way that she can. So I don't feel like I'm the one that's, you know, once you meet somebody, you, you surround yourself with good people. Uh, you try to do the best that you can to lead and to succeed in that friendship or not succeed in the friendship. Always trying to lead with good intentions, you know, not worry about what so-and-so says or, you know, about the program, but working with the program and making it better through our resources, the people, the friends that we meet and so forth. Are you all looking for volunteers at the RGV Literacy Center? If so, what types of volunteers are you looking for? What type of interests, abilities, or skills would help a person to be successful to help out at the RGB Literacy Center? There's many things that can help us. Our volunteers, some of them help with marketing, selling tickets or raising awareness out in the community or taking flyers to the, to the businesses. Uh, since we're online, helping with that part, the technology part, because some of our students don't have the resources that we need. We need to purchase a, a laptop, you know, or an iPad, and they're from ninety, from eighty-nine dollars up to you know two hundred dollars or whatever. But some people help us look for those re kinds of resources. They upgrade their business computers and they give us their old computers and we refurbish. Sure. So we need volunteers to pick up things like that and help help in that sense. Our volunteers, we don't have anybody in charge of volunteers. They just come to us, they go online and they apply and they apply for jobs too. Yeah, they can apply because our 
on our website, um, we have the two applications that they can go into, or they go into the director at RGB Literacy Center and send me an email.org. It's a director at rgbliteracycenter.org. And they go in there and they leave me a message, you know, whatever the message may be. Some are from students. I'm interested in ESL, what times do you have? And they go into our website, they register on our website. Our board members help a whole lot. We have a very good leader, Aida Garza, who is with the South Texas Literacy Coalition. We partner with them also. They're having a symposium pretty soon also that a lot of our teachers will be attending and a lot of our volunteers will be attending too at the ballroom at, at UTRTV. So we are involved in that sense, trying to get volunteers where we need them. We need sometimes office once a week person to come into the office. We are we do our own we do our own cleaning, we're our own we're all janitors. We we try to do everything that we have to do to keep the the place we're open only Monday through Thursday. The office is only open Monday through Thursday and from nine o'clock to 12 o'clock, but our phone does take messages. Um, we try to keep it going. It sounds like pretty much anybody could help out at the RGV Literacy Center. So if you have a little bit of time, you know the days of the week to go help out. If you have a heart and a good spirit, they'll be very happy to have you at the RGV Literacy Center. Ms. Barrias, I have another question for you. What do you see as a coming trend for students that are going to be graduating from high school? During this time of the pandemic, education in general has been different. Do you see that there will be more of a need for participation with the RGV Literacy Center? What do you see as a trend for education? We've lost, I mean, I'm not going to lie, we've lost students because of the pandemic and it's face-to-face that they want, you know, most everybody wants the face-to-face and it's impossible sometimes uh, to do that, uh, but we're we're still online and we still have students very self-motivated. They, they've got to be self-motivated to start, you know, I've sat around at home long enough, it's time to get my GED and it can be any age. A few days ago, I, I had a conversation with one of the teachers. The teacher is teaching uh, so science and social studies. The student is 76 years old. The mother was motivated by the daughter, and the mother wants to get her GD. She is going to get her GD. She's passed one test already, is looking forward to working hard. It doesn't matter what age they are. If they're motivated, they're going to get it. They have to get it done for themselves, not for us, not for... For their jobs, if they want a job and keep their job in certain places, they require, of course, the, the GED. We've got to be there to help them. We have people that sponsor a student. Your office is, is sponsoring a student. That student is doing really good or trying to get ahead of herself and, and cares about herself. So we are there to motivate them and to try and get them to not give up, not give up, take that step into the, the classroom or into the online classroom and do their best with the Google Classroom or the Zoom or whatever it is that they're having to do to get the work done. 
Speaking about Zoom and virtual classrooms, that sounds like a lot of new technologies, a lot of new learning for for everyone in general. And I've heard you speak before about literacy in general. Typically, you've said that when people think about literacy, they think about being able to read. But you have shared with me before that there's so many other aspects of literacy. Could you share a little bit about that, please? Literacy, it just doesn't come. Like quickly, for some it does come quickly. For not everybody, okay. I think there's a、um, misconception that if if you can't read, you're、e- illiterate. But you're literate in other things, okay. You want to help out in other things, you know, whether it's volunteering to make students feel good about themselves, you know, because we got to have that good self concept before we can. Do pretty much anything. It has to come from within. We have different, like the valley, the Hidalgo County has 50% of the people that cannot read or write. We have writing class, a writing class also that we've started because in the GD you have to have writing skills.、Uh, so some students choose to take 17 weeks of the writing, and it really helps them get through it. Basically, literacy is for all. Okay, no one left behind. The computer is one of the avenues that gets them to finish what they have to do and the links that they have to go into. But it's not all that it tends to be. The computer is a reading tool also. We try to have two book givings a year and try and motivate them to pick up a book and read also, not just be on their computers. What is one thing that you do on a daily basis that helps you refocus and realign yourself? Well, I I offer myself to the Lord every morning, <laughs>、uh, like we all. I believe that we all, as humans, you know, have our own. We have our own destiny, whether it's now or later. But you know, stay focused on what you have to do for the day. And God gave us twenty four hours a day. We want to sleep at least eight hours a day, right? You know, <laughs> but we do what we can. To serve and to be be focused on the good things, the kind things, the good deeds, the promises that He has for us, you know, to be here and then to meet up with our loved ones when we're ready to to pass on too. So I believe that that's my focus.、Um, not so much my work. <laughs> my work comes. Everybody helps me organize. Everybody helps me get through the day. You know, I don't do this myself. I I give credit to everybody. My Family is very helpful, especially my husband. Like I said, he says I'm worth a million. So I've said this before. <laughs> I don't know if he means it financially or, <laughs> yeah, but I I want to be worth what he is worth. He's a good person, and I try to help him, and he tries to help me. You are worth so much, Miss Farias. You have touched so many people's lives, and it's going to be the ripple effect. So I'm glad that we're doing this podcast to share your story. One thing that I know that the RGV Literacy Center does is they have an annual event, and this year's extra special because it's going to be the 10th annual event. Would you please share about the event with us? This event is will be scheduled in October, seventh、uh, of October, 
It's a Friday night and uh, from 7 to 11, and it's a ways off, but any business that is willing to help out, we have packets uh, in our office that will be ready in a week. We have a wonderful committee um, led by Marie, uh, Marie Salazar Garcia. Uh, she is our chairperson this year. Last year, Norma Guevara was our chairperson. Everyone in the past, Erica Perez that helped the year before that, Victoria Villarreal Gomez before that, and so many others, Lisa Thurman, who's now an advisory board. They were all chairpersons of this event. Also, uh, Adrian, Adrian Garza, Adrian Peña Garza. They, these people helped so much, did a, a fine job. Ginny uh, Newcomb, I could go on with the list, you know, but this is our 10th annual, so please help out, support our, our business. Um, you can go to uh, www.rgvliteracycenter.org. You can drop me a note or you can, Marie's number will be on her, on the packet. So also, and we look forward to a fun event and a very worthwhile event for us. Okay. Everyone get your boots and your bling and help out the RGB Literacy Center. Ms. Barrios, is there anything special, anything interesting or unique that we don't know about you that you would like to share? I used to do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing about it because I really want to get back to doing yoga. I Unique to me is our 10 grands, 10 grandkids. We have 10 wonderful grandkids that have outshined each other. Our oldest is 25 and our youngest is two. James is two years old. Gabrielle is a social worker with CASA. Put in a word for her. James is, is such a loving child. They all. I, we have four adult kids. To me, that's my my greatest thing, you know, that having, we, you know, that Adan and I had four children, two boys, two girls that are making us so very proud of them every day, just one step at a time. Every experience is a new experience and every call that they make with us, whether through FaceTime or Google Duo or whatever, is so special to me. So to me, that's, that's my special thing. I wanted everybody to find out. <laughs> that sounds like that's the thing that makes you smile the most. And at Udiego's Dentistry, we always like to know what makes you smile. So our last question, if you could give advice to a young lady who is thinking about being involved with a nonprofit organization and they want to be successful as you are, what would you tell the young lady to do and to always remember? There are a lot of young women out there that need direction. I'm here for you. I just want you to know that. I just need for you to step up to the plate and do what you want to do because it's going to help you. It's not going to hurt to get an education if you haven't gotten an education. If you dropped out of school because you were, you know, you had one or two babies, step back in and take, you know, take a big breather and it's about you, nobody else. So take it and take it like a woman. Don't take it like a young girl, okay? And be the young woman that your parents want you to be, that your husband wants you to be, or your best friend, boyfriend wants you to be. I want to challenge them to get an education, uh, whether it's just getting your GD or going forward and getting 
a little scholarship like Chelsea Germain got our last scholarship last year in Boots and Blink and four kids and a working life. She's back in school and she's going full time now and I'm very proud of her. And I'm so very proud of so many others that have gone, you know, that have followed her footsteps too, that are following now her footsteps, uh, including her children. It sounds like you speak from the heart and everything that you do, it sounds like the work that you do comes from your, comes from your heart. Did you know that's the reason why, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this interview with you? That is why. Because I can see that what you do comes from the heart. The other reason why I wanted to do this interview with you was because your world revolves about around your family and education, and those are near and dear to my heart. My parents, they're both educators, and education is the most important thing yeah. that you can have aside from love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> education is one of the only yeah. things that people cannot mm -hmm. take away from you. And so the gift that you and the people of the RGB Literacy Center are giving and we are going to help you continue to give to the community is extremely special. And we hope that we can get so many people to help you out. Thank you so much for your time. No, is there you. anything else you would like to say? No, I just want to thank the public for listening. Like I said, you know, drop me a note at director at rgbliteracycenter.org. Thank you, Ms. Farias. Remember, the RGB Literacy Center is a 501c3 nonprofit community-based organization that offers adult education classes to people who need help achieving their educational and career goals. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Mujeres in the Know podcast. It's your guest host, Dr. Melissa Uriegas here. Until next time, peace, love, and teeth. Goodbye and adios.